This is the Blatcast, a sometimes fast-paced but usually meandering look at the world. So kick back, get ready for quite possibly the longest one hour to perhaps the shortest two hours and 56 minutes of your life. Oh my stars, I've never been so busy before. It seems Christmas arrives sooner each year. Christmas in the stars, Christmas in the stars. Yes, indeed, it is indeed Christmas in the stars. What a Christmas it's going to be, because, pun intended, it is a Christmas with the stars. Welcome to the Black Cast. I am Christian Blatt, joined by the entire gang from Shitty Song of the Week. I would uh, like to introduce our Black Cast audience to everyone here. Uh, starting, we're going to work visually. Uh, Teresa, you're right there in front of me. Say, say hello to Black Cast Nation. As, uh, Hi, everyone. Glad to be here. <laughs> and, uh, of course, with, uh, well, see, now that once I, I switch the orientation of the screen, then, then Red moves to a different spot. But, Red, thank you for uh, being here as well. No problem, Christian. Thanks for having me, buddy. And, uh, Brandon, who is the, um, I don't know, the, uh, the Grand Wizard of Shitty Song of the Week. That's the title, I believe. Right? Yeah. To be yeah let's, let's go with that. That sounds good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I feel like of all the podcasts that uh, I've heard of, uh, much less been a guest of, I feel like Shitty Song of the Week is the most self-explanatory. But please, Brandon, take a moment and explain Shitty Song of the Week to our audience. Uh, Shitty Song of the Week is a music review competition show that takes two terrible songs each week and puts them head-to-head against each other to try to see which one stands out as the worst song. And uh, the episode that I was on over the summer, I I referenced a number of times. uh, I came equipped with the Fallout Boy uh, reimagining of We Didn't Start the Fire. And I went up against a song that I feel like would have won any other week, Teresa, which was Danny Aiello having an answer record to Papa Don't Preach. Uh, (laughs) Papa just wants what's best for you. I think that was something very clunky like that. Yeah, Yeah, Papa just wants the best for you. Yeah. And uh, but uh, Fallout Boy uh, just you know left total devastation in their wake. Oh, absolutely, rightfully <laughs> so. And uh, my understanding is that the Christmas episode that we recorded that uh, Red wasn't able to be there for uh, that'll be up on Christmas, correct? Yes. Yeah, that should be coming out on Christmas Day. Okay, and uh, I, uh, I I won't uh, give away anything that's revealed in there, but I brought to that show a song that I thought was the worst Christmas song I'd ever heard, but. Uh, you definitely gave me a lot to think about as we uh, went through some other. So uh, obviously when I wanted to do a Christmas theme episode, I really thought about, you know, really being the person to go out on a limb with that hot take that Die Hard is really a Christmas movie. But then I thought, you know what? That's too controversial. Nobody's talking about that. I don't think anybody would be on my side. I don't, I don't think anybody cares enough. So my plan B was, a lot of people know about the Star Wars holiday special. And in mm-hmm. fact, I just did an episode f- over at a network. I do shows called Geekscape, where I talked to a man named Jeremy Kuhn, who directed an entire documentary on the Star Wars holiday special. It was fascinating. I'm going to reference that a few times as we kind of deal with the era that this record came out. And 
most people i think don't know that there was a star wars christmas album and it's not buried in the way the holiday special is i believe well if, if you live somewhere where there's still record stores or you can go and find like a, a fairly recent pressing of it you can find it on cd you can find it on vinyl there's cassettes that's the way i first heard it now among the three of you had anyone heard of this or heard it before no no, I hadn't. Uh, like, I'm familiar with the holiday special. So when sure. you said when you said this album isn't as obscure as that special, I'm surprised because I had never heard of it. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I guess it's a, it's more available is the thing. You know, uh, Lucas tried to bury that holiday special. Although, That's as true. I learned in the documentary, it aired every year for like three or four years in Australia for some reason. But <laughs> I have, everywhere I have. else. I have Go never ahead. heard of the special, nor have I heard of the Christmas album. You've never there's heard of the there's there's a, a whole world. I mean, you know, I know you spend a lot of time with shitty songs, Red, but there are shitty songs within the holiday special. Um, where are you guys in terms of Star Wars? Obviously, everybody knows Star Wars, but are any of you just like ah, I've seen it, but I don't really like it? Uh, do you have sort of the the opinion that maybe all of us should have that it should have ended in 1983 and everything else is just kind of you know, got you scratching your head. Yeah. Uh, I'll ask you first, Teresa, where are you at with Star Wars? I, I'm with the original three that I yeah. mean, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan to begin with. I appreciate it for what it is. It was pioneering, but I'm not into like the space sci-fi type stuff. But yeah, it should have just stopped with the original three. That's it. I, uh, it, it, you know, and as far as, uh, you know, watching them with my kids, that's as far as we've gotten. Even he doesn't want to watch the prequels and he's not that invested in the, the sequels. Uh, I feel like he's going to want to watch the Mandalorian so he can see baby Yoda at some point. What about you, Red? Is, uh, is, is Star Wars, uh, you know, was it something you liked as a kid or uh, not even then? Well, that's a simple answer, Christian. I'm going to retweet everything that Teresa just said. Um, and I'm going to add that I grew up in that era. Sure. That I'm a Gen Xer, so I grew up in the Star Wars Xer. I'm going to say that I watched all of the three originals, but I'm going to say that I wasn't, uh, for lack of a better term here, I wasn't a Star Wars nerd. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know some of the characters. I know the storylines. I know, you know what I mean, the gist of everything, but I wasn't a super follower or anything like that. Well, you're talking to someone who's about to bring his uh, Christmas Ewok into the screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, and uh, you did notice that uh, I did uh, change my attire. And uh, this uh, Christmas sweater does indeed have Ewoks on it. Uh, That's adorable. The thing is that when it. people know you like something, uh, you get you get stuck. You know, every year you get something. Uh, so you are the Star Wars nerd that I was just referencing. Now. So I was the Star Wars nerd. And uh, I think that I was so excited when there the idea was that there was going to be more movies. They were going to be the prequels. And I, I don't hate them the way some people do. But right away, you're just kind of looking up there and you go, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> you know, you're like, this is supposed to be magical, isn't it? And you're like, some of it's cool, like, it, but it's like, you know, you're so excited. You get the John Williams score and you get the, the words going up mm -hmm. and then it's all downhill after that. Isn't it really, <laughs> you know, with the, yeah, the like I, I fell more into space balls than yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Where's I the, into that. 
where's the Spaceballs sequel trilogy? You know, I mean, if there's something that we we deserve, Uh, what about you for years? What about you, Brandon? Uh, Did you have a moment with Star Wars and is it in the rearview mirror or uh, are you looking Uh, to bare knuckle box people like me who will say that The Last Jedi is one of the worst movie experiences I've ever had in my life? I mean, I enjoyed the movies as a kid. And as I grew up, I I went and I saw the prequels and these sequels that last came out. Um, I think the market's a little oversaturated with Star Wars shit, so I kind of stay away from it. Like, I don't watch the shows or anything like that, but I've got nothing against Star Wars. Yeah, I think if you watch everything, it gets a little bit easier to have something against it. Uh, You know, our mutual friend Carl from Who Are These Podcasts was always a big Star Wars fan, but whenever he gets caught up on something, he usually ends up being pretty angry about what's going on. You know, (laughs) even The Mandalorian started out great, but then by the third season, which is the most recent one, it kind of turned into The Love Boat. There's an episode with Lizzo and Jack Black, and you're like, are you you fucking kidding me? (laughs) I saw clips of that. Yeah. Uh, an important question from the chat. Mike Moore, does Brandon's hood have cute animal ears on it? It looks like it, it just has some, some white lining, but taking a look at it, I can see why he would uh, maybe ask that. You, know? it's you, look, you look like you have one of those um, Chewbacca onesies on for adults. <laughs> what you're talking about. Oh, and uh, Jody B. Yeah. Jody B. in the chat says, I fucks with the Mandalorian. Book 10 can get it. Uh, look, there's there's all moments and things. And I'm so glad that the Jody B is in, in the chat. I don't know if he's ever been in the chat for uh, one of these podcasts, which, by the way, this is the uh, first time I'm doing the show. It's a new feature on StreamYard. I'm streaming this to Instagram. So okay. anybody who's watching, just uh, chime in. And I feel like it's going to look really shitty. It's just going to be like a narrow, you know, like a short like, just, yeah, quarters of like all of our faces. Yeah. But uh, so let's focus on why we're here today star wars uh, uh, christmas in the stars now the interesting thing is that the holiday special is very clearly a holiday special they invent a holiday called life day for that so that it's non-denominational this is very much a christmas album it is entitled christmas in the stars uh and it's basically uh, anybody who's ever heard any of it. There's a few songs that uh, that might stand out. One had a surprising amount of success that I didn't realize until I was prepping for this episode, which we'll get to. Uh, it was uh, put together by a gentleman main, named uh, Miko Mandara. Sorry, Monardo. Now the the name Miko might strike uh, you know some bells in people's mind, which we'll talk a lot about bells. But there's a disco version of the Star Wars theme, and Miko did that. And okay. The a huge nerd that I was uh, in 1983, I had a, a, a single, a 45, that on the A side was Ewok Celebration. Yeah, that's right. The Ewok <laughs> Celebration song, so I could listen to it at home. And the B side was the, the song from Jabba's Palace. And I remember that that performance was called Lapti Neck or Lapti Neek. And it's all made up mumbo jumbo words. But uh, Miko did those. Uh, So Miko was a part of my life as a child. And then uh, George Lucas went and did special editions and uh, uh, tweaked both those sequences. So neither of those songs that I loved as a kid were in the movie anymore. (laughs) So, uh, you know, there's there's only so much uh, that uh, that that you can do with it. But so I guess there had been the collaboration before. That's what they wanted uh, to have. 
Uh, a lot of it is written by a composer lyricist named Maury Yeston, and uh, you hear a lot of his voice throughout this. Uh, probably the biggest selling point is that it has the sound effects from Star Wars. So uh, Ben Burt, who was the sound designer for Star Wars, gets a credit. You're going to hear the droid noises. You're going to hear some Wookiee noises. You're going to hear way too much of them. And we're just playing snippets of all nine songs. And when I was first talking about this, I think when I mentioned it on Shitty Song of the Week that we were going to be talking about it, I mentioned I couldn't believe that there were nine songs. And I didn't remember that the ninth track is eight minutes long. And then I'm like, oh, this was a vinyl. You couldn't possibly have squeezed in. And um, we're not going to play all eight minutes. So you're welcome. Uh, okay. Three of you are welcome. Everyone in the audience is welcome. Jody B is welcome. Uh, we're not going to do that. But I, I we, do have a question, Chris. Yes, Red. Real, real quick before yeah, we absolutely. move on. I'm not familiar with this Christmas special. So was this something that was televised on national television or was this like a special edition thing that Star Wars? No, it, was, it, it was on CBS and it preempted the Incredible Hulk. So, uh, you know, that was prime real estate in 1978. Right. And uh, the interesting thing about it that I learned from the documentary is there's a lot of stuff that got approved in this time period between Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. Because believe it or not, the fear of 20th Century Fox, but also for George Lucas, was that it was going to take three years for the next movie to come out and people were going to forget about Star Wars. So they wanted to keep Star Wars out there, kind of whatever it took. So the, the holiday special, which you can find all over YouTube, um, do yourself a favor and find a version that has the commercials in it so that you can get a break and watch some old commercials. Like the, the, the egg McMuffin is new in one of these commercials. So it's like, Oh, this is kind of fun. And then you I get back. To the show. I, can, I can appreciate that. Well, yeah. Even, and uh, go ahead. Park, they, they had their whole bit of, uh, that news report, uh, fighting the frizzies yes, at 11. Yeah. The frizzies yeah. At 11. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. And that was the thing. So I got the star Wars holiday special in 1993. I paid $20 for a VHS of it at a comic convention because that's where all the cool kids hung out. And it was like, I'd heard about it, but I'm like, I can't believe I'm going to get to watch this. And it, it's it's immediately apparent how terrible it is. But you also, it was like, you kind of had like nerd cred if you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've got the Christmas special. <laughs> yeah, sure. And in the documentary that I talked about, they actually talk to Roland Smith, who is that news anchor. But it reminded me that in 1999, when South Park had their first Christmas special, they have a running joke throughout it, a parody of this guy, Roland Smith with his big mustache talking about fighting the frizzies. And it's like, it blows my mind. It was like hearing a mystery science theater 3000 joke that you're like, I must be the only one who got that. <laughs> you're like, wait, Trey Parker and Matt Stone also have the star Wars Christmas special, which eventually you kind of get like, well, yeah, okay. A lot of people had it, but it, it was, it was just so random. It's like they put this on TV, a parody of this Christmas special. And I mean, look, uh, Red, the Christmas special, it's got Art Carney, it's got B. Arthur, it's got Tim Conway, it's oh, got wow. okay. uh, Chewbacca's Wookiee family, uh, not speaking in English for, I believe it's nine minutes to start the show. So there's a, there's a lot. And, and Red, I would, I would definitely like to talk to you after you watch it. You're probably going to have to watch it in like five or six installments. But, <laughs> okay. uh, uh, I, I don't know. Have uh, Teresa and Brandon, have you watched the holiday special all the way through or uh, ha have you never been able to, to commit all the way through to the end? 
I've only seen the part with B. Arthur where what she's a barmaid or something. Yeah, I mean, look, if you're only going to see one part, that uh, B. Arthur singing is absolutely yeah. what you should watch. <laughs> and but... then I've seen the the Wookie family gathering. Uh, that's about all I've seen. Yeah, Grandpa Wookie uh, basically watches VR porn in the living room at one point. <laughs> with so Diane it's Carol. it's. It sounds like this is a this is memorabilia at this point. Like, is it a unicorn for Star Wars collectors and stuff? I mean, like that, it, or is the it fact that it's there? on YouTube now has kind of you know uh, oh, revolutionized okay. it. Gotcha. Um, but um, I I once showed it to people at a Christmas party, and uh, <laughs> everybody got why it was amazing, except for the one person. It's like this is really bad. I'm like, I know that's the point. Have you seen it, Brandon? Have you seen it all the way through? I haven't seen it all the way through. No. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Carrie uh, just coked out of her mind. Carrie Fisher sings at the end. She legitimately sings. Uh, Mark Hamill has, you know, basically more makeup than Gene Simmons in it. it it's crazy. Uh, so I recommend it to people. But, you know, with the huge asterisk of it's awful, but it's <laughs> it, it's it, it is the train wreck that you uh, need to take a look at, you know. Okay. Um, but this is at times the Christmas in the Stars album is at times, I don't know, somewhat listenable. But the biggest problem with it, I would say, is that Anthony Daniels, the voice of C-3PO, this is clearly the like, that's the name that built this project. And I mean, there is so much of him throughout this. And in the snippets that we're going to play as we go through, I feel like in just that you're going to really have had your fill of, uh, you know, his very, you know, foppish, you know, feminine sort of uh, really just nagging, you know, I mean, a nice way to characterize C-3PO would be that he's the Felix Unger of the odd couple that is him and R2-D2, <laughs> you know, but I think I'm being kind there. And as we go through, we may be a little bit less kind. So as we got started, we started with the title track, Christmas in the Stars. I do want you to hear a little bit more of that because you haven't had enough yet. But uh, also, it really does set the tone for the album. In the stars, what a merry Christmas this will be. Christmas in the stars, out among the stars, lighting up a Christmas tree. Come on, everyone, and sing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> So there's a lot of questions that come up in just the first two minutes of this song. Star Wars, for anybody who's seen it, it starts off letting you know that this is a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And apparently they celebrate Christmas and there's going to be a lot of references in, in clips that I've pulled that um, will really beg the question. <laughs> this album can't possibly be canon, you know, because I was going to ask you that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, the idea that there's there's Christmas and he's got a, a Christmas list and all of that. Uh, and by the way, Jody B's like, I like it with just bass and R2D2. That doesn't sound terrible in all honesty, <laughs> no. you know. Uh, but as as you're hearing this, this is sort of the grand introduction in, in the spirit of, you know, really all 
bad musicals or musical theater, uh, but it is just a, a record in your home. Uh, Teresa, as you're listening to the dulcet tones of a robot, uh, welcome you to Christmas in the Stars. Uh, what are you thinking right now? He he's so sassy. Like even when R two D two was like going beep 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 beep, that he's like yes R two D two, and it's just like it, good lord. Like, there's a lot I of that know. dynamic throughout. It's it's it's, like, it's a real it's a real Sam and Diane. Will they or won't they? R two D two and C three PO. Like obviously, yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, red, this, uh, seems like even as a kid, if you had heard this, you probably couldn't have sat still for this whole song. No, I'm, I'm already scarred for life. <laughs> just, from two just from the two minutes. I've always thought that C3PO had homosexual tendencies and, wow. uh, the dynamic with R2D2 is just weird. And it plays off of that, I think, because it validates the homosexual tendencies to me just by, just by the way they interact with one another. I know R2-D2 is just beeps and blips and all that, but you can still hear the sass and the comebacks in the beeps and the blips. Yeah, you know I mean? so, I, I, I'm glad you're approaching this project with that uh, feeling because when we're done... <laughs> Uh, you're going to be 6,000% sure that that's the case. And by the way, uh, Mike Moore says, my name is C-3PO and I'm here to say uh, there is a little bit of uh, there's a little bit of a, a rap quality. Uh, Brandon, you know, you've got so many shitty songs under your belt, so many shitty Christmas songs. Uh, the production is decent. There's that, right? Yeah, I'm actually surprised by that, considering how, like how obscure this is. Like it is, it is very well put together. It kind of makes me think that this was written with the idea of like another Christmas special in mind. Like it almost has like a a Rankin and Bass sort of feel to mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that it very much is. Uh, you know, there were probably plans for that, and. There's a lot of there's a lot of like novelty song feel throughout this that you haven't heard it yet. But don't worry, our next clip is really going to I don't know. Real Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer Vibes. Oh, uh, great. You know, yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it's it's a lot of like, oh, my gosh, listen to these wacky robots. And, and <laughs> you know, look, I was three when this album came out and I just I can't imagine. I think. I feel like if my parents knew about it, they were like, ah, no, he doesn't, he doesn't like Star Wars like that. You know, he <laughs> likes Star Wars. But um, so, yeah, there's a cast of uh, sassy robots that aren't just C-3PO. Why is that droid floating? Because he is wearing hover skates. Take those off, R5-D4. You're supposed to build the toys, not play with them. If they're not ready by Christmas, like the boss will be furious. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, Brandon. They're they're like elves, so they sound like elves, and this is all the same guy, just uh, altering his voice. Uh, you know, much in the same way that uh, you know Cher's Christmas album is her altering her voice to sound almost exactly like these robots. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so it's a it's a lot of shtick. I agree, R two. We have better help them. Oh, perhaps Chewie can help too. <laughs> That's one of my favorite moments of the whole thing. It's like, oh, perhaps Chewie can help too. That's like any radio show where like the guy's ready with the drop. You know, like, oh, what do you think about that? You know. You you know he left that recording session feeling like a champion when he pressed <laughs> that button. Yeah. He's like, I fucking nailed it. I fucking nailed it. <laughs> 
by the way, uh, Jody B again, he's got some uh, suggestions. Uh, Chewy, it's cold outside. <laughs> Baby, it's Boba Fett. I really can't stay, Mike Moore. Uh, look, all of these are great. Uh, Grandma got run over by an ad at Cody B. You were giving these away, you know. I, I, I yeah, and I, I get what uh, Jody B's saying. It's cheesy, but I like cheese. But obviously, the, the important point that Red was making R2D2 is a top. He's very butch. I, I, yeah. I don't think there's any debate about that. No, you know. I don't, I don't think we need to ask the question of, of who might be the top. So a lot of this is, is spent with know-it-all C-3PO kind of explaining things to R2-D2 and trying to help him, you know, really show him the way, which really leads into what Red is thinking about their dynamic. So the second song, Bells, which I think it, that's the one that you've heard, uh, Brandon. Yes. Uh, the second song, Bells, kind of starts with a lot of this, like, I can't believe how fucking stupid you are, R2-D2. What is that? That, my silly friend, is the sound of bells. What yeah. are bells? Like, you're you're lucky my chick's here. Otherwise, I'd fucking throw you through the window right now. What are bells? <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? And even, like, R2's response, you can hear it, that it's just like, oh, well, excuse the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Look... There's no question as I was re-listening to this and also the first time I ever heard it, which I think was in the late eighties, it was like, okay, I see why Anthony Daniels said yes to this because, you know, he's just the voice of C-3PO, but he really gets to show off. Well, let's just say what he believes are some of his talents. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you can see if that's a good thing or if maybe some things are, are better left, you know, sheathed inside of his lightsaber. I cannot believe the question. It's like, what is indigestion? Not that bells and indigestion are the same. Yeah. Thank God we cleared that up. Leave the query. <laughs> to ask, what is Einstein's theory compared to what are bells seems almost tame. What is indigestion? Who is Einstein? Are too busy. Before you ask me who is H.G. Wells, I will help your education with a simple explanation of bells. So we're talking about Albert Einstein, H.G. Wells. And I mean, we haven't even scratched the surface of the stuff that they talk about. And again, I just need to remind everyone that Star Wars is a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. But <laughs> apparently C-3PO downloaded the Encyclopedia Britannica from 1979. So uh, he he literally <laughs> knew anything. This is a great insight from Jody B. I just realized C three PO is literally <laughs> Stewie Griffin. Thousand percent. Wow. There's now there's... now I want to hear C three PO say "Cool Whip." <laughs> cool Whip and Will Wheaton. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's just like I, I you know, there's a whole there was a whole department at Lucasfilm probably like a year after this that was like saying no to stuff like this and like look if you want to do a christmas album it's fine but you know these these aren't people who live in the united states in 1979 okay uh, 1979 you know we don't we we this isn't this isn't the 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 pool of information that they're pulling from but then it goes back to that whole idea that they didn't want people to forget about star wars but if this was how you were remembering star wars 
maybe you should have forgotten about it. You know, this maybe it was better to roll the dice. Yeah. yeah, this is forgettable. Yeah. Uh, but we are learning about bells. I mean, there's something to be said for that. <laughs> are right? we? He keeps well, asking what indigestion is and talking about Albert Einstein. We haven't even got to the song yet. <laughs> well, I'm glad you put it that way, Brandon. Bells. Bells. <laughs> what was all that? All that was the verse. A verse always comes before the chorus. That was the so, verse. Yeah, so he's explaining how songs work to him now. And look, I got it. Look, uh, you know, C-3PO speaks, I don't know what he says, three million languages. Uh, okay, so you know everything. But yeah, I don't think R2-D2's had time for songs. <laughs> but he's like, <laughs> what is a verse? Okay. I, I'm, I'm beside myself. That's like saying you don't know who Harvey Milk was. You know, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Jody B and Casey Cat are basically feeling a real Rex Harrison, My Fair Lady vibes. And there is definitely that dynamic between uh, R2-D2 and C-3PO. It is, it is definitely a lot of like, I'm going to make a lady out of you. Just, just wait for it, you know? Well, and wasn't it in real life, too, that the actor who was in R2-D2's suit and the guy who played 3CPO, didn't they actually hate each other? I mean, probably. I mean, uh, so it was a it was a little person named Kenny Baker inside the uh, R2D2 suit, and up until a few years ago, Anthony Daniels, like in his seventies, was still getting into the C3PO suit. And at a certain point, it's like, just do the right. voice. Yeah, like it's okay. Somebody else can move around like that. You know, uh, I don't know. Somebody else can do a Catherine Hepburn impression. You don't need to actually be the one to do it. Um, well, I want to I want to close the book on bells, uh, but uh, I, I think that there's some important lessons here. Bells, 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 the thing they do is ring. Bells, 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 what happy thoughts they bring. Bells of every kind of sort, bells to play and bells of sport, chiming what the hour is now. Or they'll lead you to a cow. I was afraid you'd ask what is a cow. See, I'm mean, getting show tunes out of this. Yeah. Uh, Red, I, I, I have a hunch that uh, say you were uh, listening to this in your bedroom and maybe your parents heard it uh, down the hallway. Do you think that uh, they would have thrown you out into the snow and, and you know, just uh, wanted you to, I don't know, play hockey or something? I mean, well, I, I feel it, it, it probably would have been a huge fight in my household. My mom probably would have thought it was okay and cute, I guess, but <laughs> my dad absolutely would have made me sleep outside for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, it being 1979, uh, even uh, 1979, even Star Wars is, uh, is not able to fully avoid putting out content that today might need to be canceled. Speaking languages with ease. Japanese. You know what Japanese are. I mean, well, it little, makes sense that he wouldn't know what the Japanese are. No, no, he does know the Japanese are. It's, oh, it's okay. yeah. So it's the one thing that he's known, and he's like, oh yeah, because what? I guess because they build robots. But it's really like the, the <laughs> I don't know, the xylophone, the chimes, or whatever. It's. uh 
you know, if, if this weren't animated special, there probably would have been, a, you know, a buck teeth R2-D2 that rolled by <laughs> right when that happened, you know? Yeah, he, he's definitely not pronouncing things correctly, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, his L's and R's are switched, that's for yes. sure. Yeah, yeah, so far, so far, I'm glad that this was, you know, left on me. I was born in 1979, so when this came out, I was, you know, just yeah. figuring, you know, just coming into the world, I guess, but... I'm I'm glad that it skirted by me so far. Well, anybody in the chat, Jody B, I feel like you've probably already downloaded this and uh, you're ready to rock out uh, for the everyday. Oh, Jody, you are fucked to this. <laughs> well, so did C-3PO, obviously. But uh, yeah. Yeah, bells, that's true. Bells, yeah. bells, 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 bells. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, the next song on the album, uh, is, uh, for the most part, look, as, as Christmas songs go, uh, the odds against Christmas isn't even the, uh, the worst concept for it, but once again, know-it-all sassy C-3PO is, uh, realizing that R2-D2 is a fucking moron. <laughs> what are the odds this time of year of getting a Christmas snow? A gift that pleases, a case of the sneezes, or a kiss neath a mistletoe. Hmm. You best. doubt the odds against Christmas cards, finding each friend on your list, or getting a box of oversized socks. But you don't stop to think about this. Christmas could have so easily been the day they invented the wheel. Or the day Bad King John was so put upon that the Magna Carta was sealed. They could have discovered America on December the 25th. Or snow could have fallen. Or nothing at all. And we'd never have known what we missed. Okay, so we got the Magna Carta. We've got uh, America being colonized. Uh, they just fucking ran with it. You know, there were no notes from Lucasfilm. And they're like, I mean, all right, let's just let's just do this. as So as well. they're lost on the whole uh, uh, birth of Christ and all that. Like they're explaining Christmas and what it is and what it, I think it means, but the birth of Christ isn't in it, there anywhere. It's almost as if R2-D2 and C-3PO were just transported to Earth for yeah. this Christmas special, and C-3PO right. just happens to know everything about Earth <laughs> everything, already. Right. That's kind of what I was trying to get at, I guess. He, he downloaded uh, every Rankin-Bass special uh, in exactly. his hard drive, except for Little Drummer Boy. So he's like, yeah, I don't know anything about uh, some baby <laughs> in a manger, but uh, I can tell you everything about Santa and Frosty, which, you know, look, that's the bells. Christmas for everybody. Yo, boy, does he know about bells. <laughs> so the uh, this song... The Odds Against Christmas actually features the recording debut of a uh, very well-known, highly accomplished singer. And uh, he has uh, a, really a solo on the verses. And uh, if any of you have, have read up about the album, then uh, keep your thoughts to yourself. But uh, I do want to see if any of you can identify who this is. The Odds Against Christmas being Christmas are 365 to 1. Christmas you see could have easily never ever begun. The odds against Christmas being Christmas against love being born at all. So very large that all of the rods should seem terribly, terribly small. Uh, does that sound like uh, anybody that you guys recognize? Uh, I recognize. I sounds like Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys. 
I mean, he was tied to a tree at this point and, uh, you know, just being spoon fed, you know, oatmeal. You know, I don't I don't know that right. uh, he was getting I out. Know, of I, being... I, I know it's not, but. Yeah. Uh, Jody B with uh, when I don't think that that's his uh, his real Jerry answer, uh, Jerry Garcia and Casey Cat was hoping it would be Shatner. Uh, we should be so lucky. So that Danny is John. That is John Bon Jovi. His oh, uncle really? ran the recording studio. And John Bon Jovi was like a janitor, and uh, wow. he was like, ah, "Can you can you put my nephew on here?" So, um, but I would say that it's probably, I don't know, in the top twenty percent of uh, good Bon Jovi songs is uh, the odds of Christmas being <laughs> Christmas. You know. So you mean to tell me that John Bon Jovi got his start basically as Goodwill Hunting? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, and he's credited by his real name, which is like Johnny Bongiovi or whatever it is, you know. And you have to say it like that. It's basically, you know, he's like the 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 chef on a pizza box, you know, or the guy. He basically looked like <laughs> Chef Boyardee at this point in his life. Um, so that is the trivia. Yeah, right. That is the trivia about this. That uh, I I hope none of you ever are at a party where you need to actually bust out this fact because it just means that you're at an awful, awful party, you know, <laughs> yeah. but uh, you know, it's, it's kind of fun. There, there's other fun facts, but um, it's been a little while since uh, C3PO has uh, given us a lot of Christmas exposition. So let's check in with, uh, with Anthony Daniels. Human should never complain. Why should Whether never caught complain? in the crush of a Christmas rush or the snow or the sleet or the rain, Whole galaxies in distant worlds would change places with any of you. Because you have a day when love came to stay. Though you nearly didn't come true. Yeah, so all of a sudden they remember the whole galaxy far, far away thing. And uh, they're like, oh, yeah, but uh, we don't have Christmas. You know, you lucky bastards do. <laughs> so, you know, he's trying to help us appreciate it, you know, and uh, uh, I guess I. I guess I need to leave that screen up so that I don't do that again. I, I, I feel like I'm only good for one of those in a show eventually. <laughs> um, my my favorite thing about this song, though, it is it has what, uh, look, you guys have uh, dealt with enough shitty songs. It has probably the most aggressive fade out to a song I've heard in a very long time. The odds against Christmas being Christmas are 365 to 1. Wow. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, you get it. You know, that's like the uh the the Gilligan's Island theme, you know, and the rest. You know, it's like Well, see, that's the thing. It. We always talk about how songs should fade out faster. Like you shouldn't yeah. drag it on forever. You I know, agree. We, we, yeah. we bring it up all the time. I can appreciate the short fade because you don't hear it a lot in music. You know, it, but it, it didn't really seem like a necessary spot for that. Like, just no. let him finish what he's saying and move on. I, right. I, I do wonder if it was uh, the end of side one. I don't think it was. Um, so there is one song that people tend to know from this album. Uh, our buddy uh, Carl referenced it when I told him that uh, we were going to be doing this episode. So, there's a song called What Can You Get a Wookiee for Christmas <laughs> when he already has a comb. And uh, it okay. actually, believe it or not, was a top 40 hit. <laughs> what? Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what list that was, but 
it got some mileage at Christmas time, which I don't know. It'll just tell you, I guess, what. So Casey Kasem had to announce, what do you get a Wookiee for Christmas when he already has a column on the top 40? Uh, uh, you know what? I guess it must be the, it, you know, of course, you know, again, wow. I do get my information from Wikipedia, but I can just imagine it's like, yeah. what do you get? A Wookiee for Christmas. <laughs> He's already got call. Is Don here? Can you get Don in here? Why is oh, it every Lord. time I have to sing about a fucking dog dying, I have to go into an up-tempo record? And... <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I, um, I, I once worked, Hell total yeah. aside, I once worked with somebody in radio who had worked with Casey Kasem, and uh, he really liked Casey. And uh, he did not <laughs> think that those outtakes of Casey Kasem were funny. And he didn't uh, appreciate that we were playing them on a show that I worked on. Oh, no. And it was just like, oh, man, you're just completely missing the point. <laughs> uh, so what do you get a Wookiee for Christmas goes back into the uh, the very sweet spot of novelty songs with funny voices sped up. I mean, look, the, the chipmunk industry was built on this. Uh, and it is we are devoid of uh, Anthony Daniels uh, in this entire song. So maybe. Just maybe that's why it was a top 40 hit. We have a scarf for Skywalker, right? Yes. And perfume for the princess? Yes. yes. What about Han Solo? Couldn't we get him here? Huh? That leaves one big problem. The Wookiee. <laughs> Couldn't we get him a comb? He gave him a comb last year. What can you get? A wooden for Christmas when he already owns a comb. A furry kind of friend like that. Take home. He doesn't need a tie clip, and he doesn't use shaving foam. So, what can you get? A wooden for Christmas when he already owns a comb. That's a great question. What Nair. can you get a Wookiee for Christmas when he already owns a comb? Nair. <laughs> That's. A great starting point. Uh, Jody B has some ideas a scrunchie, a blow dryer, crab shampoo. Uh, that, that last one's probably important. A delicing kit, yes, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't want to leave you or our audience in suspense for too long because there is indeed an answer for what you get a Wookiee for Christmas when he already has a comb. But uh, I, I would keep the receipt, let's just put it that way. Let's get So instead of giving him an actual present, we're going to give him love and understanding and goodwill <laughs> towards men. Uh, I, I, I don't know. If I were Chewbacca, I'd be like, you just give me another comb. Obviously, I can't That's use That's the one Star Wars equivalent of buying a star. Well, Chewbacca, we, uh, the uh, hysterical, uh, funny elf droids, We've made a donation in your honor to uh, the Easter Seals, and uh, I'm sure you appreciate it. No, I just feel like a comb isn't going to last more than uh, probably not even close to a year. So he could use another comb at this point. Yeah, but... well, it, it, he goes on crazy adventures. I'm sure he lost that comb after like less than a week. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, Han Solo probably had to trade that comb to somebody to, I don't know, get out of a prison. I mean, maybe... Uh, I mean, I, I kind of feel like a Wookiee always needs a comb, so you can't go wrong with getting a Wookiee a comb for Christmas, I guess. Or yeah. he's got that vest. I mean, why not kind of <laughs> do like a John Popper type thing? Just put <laughs> combs in there for you, him. That you know, you, you've made me realize now that uh, Chewbacca has, yeah, that, uh, I guess it's called the bandolier that like John yeah. Popper has. I yeah. wish... Chewbacca had a harmonica in there so <laughs> that uh, you could do the harmonica solo from the hook. You know? <laughs> Look, the uh, Star Wars movies have gotten pretty far away from uh, what uh, those of us who grew up with them wanted. I, I would be like, you know what? At, at least they're having fun with it. Now he's doing a harmonica solo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, our next track. And yeah, there's still some more. Sorry, guys. Uh, this is... Uh, uh r2d2 we wish you merry christmas and uh this is a fairly straightforward let's just get a bunch of kids to sing now i hope shoehorn that that really bad yeah, I, I hope that that chorus of kids were kept far away from uh, Gary Glitter, uh, you know, uh, and then um, uh, the guy who used to host Top of the Pops. I'm uh, blanking on. I watched that terrible documentary about oh, uh, Seville. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Jimmy Savile. Yeah, yeah Jimmy I hope Savile. that those kids were nowhere near Jimmy Savile or <laughs> or Gary Glitter. You'd think I would have uh, had those references in my back pocket, but I actually wasn't thinking of the song in that way until we were assembled together. It's probably Jody B. Jody B. Probably. is making me thinking of uh, untoward things happening. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, your kid orchestras or your kid choirs, like. Yeah, we were talking about Little Drummer Boy earlier, like the Vienna Boys Choir. But this is just like, good evening, R2-D2. We wish you Merry Christmas. <laughs> it's like, all right. I mean, just because, you you know, these, these kids were around, it didn't mean that had to be what you used, you know? Well, you would think that they would write the music to fit with the R2-D2. We wish you uh, the whole shoehorn thing. You would yeah. think that they would write the music to fit that instead of yeah. trying to shoehorn it in the music that they already had. No, they yeah. probably they probably had a draft of this that was, you know, Captain Kirk, we wish you a Merry Christmas, but then they didn't do a Star Trek album. So they're like, wait a minute, I think we can rework that song. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jody B uh, references evil Anakin enters into the room and we do know <laughs> right. from the prequels what evil Anakin does. Uh, uh, I'm but, just uh, glad someone's finally being nice to R2-D2 this thing. This whole album's just been C-3PO shitting all over him. <laughs> Yeah, he's really being a douche to this. Is like, as far as I can tell, R2D2 is his only friend. Nobody likes him. R2D2 puts up with him. And, uh, you know, I mean, he's really shitty to R2D2 in every single one of those movies. But at the end, he's like, ah, yeah, I mean, what else am I going to do? So that really, that really ties us right back into Red's theory that it's just, they just need each other in, in every way possible, Red. It's a very yeah. toxic relationship. There's nobody else that'll put up with you but me. So <laughs> deal with it. Uh, this song is called Slay Ride. Me not. That noise is singing, you silly bucket. And again, I believe this is the second time he's called him a silly bucket. So you know, I'm really fascinated at the way they take 1979 digitized beeps and blips and make them sound like really wet queefs. 
<laughs> well, that's uh, that, that's what we were waiting for. That was the secret phrase for today, Red. Really, yes. Uh, by the way, this was a in, in this was one of the earliest entirely digital recordings. Uh, uh, what do you get a Wookiee for Christmas? Was I think only the third ever uh, digitally recorded song to be put on the uh, the top forty. So again, if you're at a terrible dinner party and you are talking about these things, uh, you should have left already. But still, interesting facts come out of this. And again, R two D two is the dipshit who doesn't really know anything. He doesn't know what singing is. But there's so many things that C three PO wants to teach R two D two, aren't there, Red? Mm-hmm. Well, and I got to ask too, is I'm starting to get the feeling with how much 3CPO is throwing around. Why do you keep saying 3CPO? It's C. Three probably to it probably to irritate the nerds i wasn't taking the bait brandon you did and i'm like you call you call whatever you want because i that's my basis of star wars knowledge (laughs) fair enough if you call him three cpo you have zero star war knowledge exactly that's my point but what was your point about 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 three cpo (laughs) <laughs> that <laughs> calling calling r2d2 a silly bucket all the time i'm starting to get that that's a slur i'm trying to figure <laughs> out what kind of slur but i i'm getting slur vibes from that well it's a great point Teresa. that's their word we don't get to say that like, we can't call him a silly bucket we're not allowed I'm other sorry. droids can call him a silly bucket but we definitely don't call him a silly bucket especially not with the hard k you know, you have to oh, really okay. make sure no, that S, you're... no SB slurs around here, Teresa. <laughs> I'm it, sorry. I apologize. I, I'm learning. You're going to get canceled right. now, Teresa. Way to go. <laughs> you've been you've been canceled uh, in a galaxy far, far away. Uh, That's let's... okay. I already live in Hoth, so I'm good. So... <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, let's see if uh, if C three PO is able to or three CPO able to help R D two two. What me teach you how to sing? Uh oh. Well, I don't know if I cannot. You see, I, it's rather complicated. I smell more shtick. Perhaps I can explain music if I try to sing you the explanation. Don't you do see, it. There's a kind of sound you won't find in your men. Recall when you add a note, one you sounded just before, and another one after that, and then another three or more, and suddenly you are singing notes galore. So, I guess that Slay Ride must have been public domain because that's the only reason I can imagine that uh, they would just take the take the song and have uh, you know have C three PO use it as kind of a I don't know a tutorial for uh for r2d2 you know (laughs) but he does succeed in teaching him uh and i don't know there's so many moments as i was putting these clips together there were so many that i was like oh this is the worst part i I don't believe this is actually it but in the moment uh, i was like okay this is uh uh, as as the the kids might say it uh it's it's entirely cringe now you try not to I bet you knew he could do it. You knew. Oh, Arthur, that's wonderful. Now get your circuits together. Are you ready? Take a solo.
I mean, the yeah. So the the R two D two chirps, uh, you know, doing Christmas carols. I don't know. There's so many. If I ever uh, had an whistles. opportunity, to sit it down. actually whistles. Yeah. Right, exactly. Well, you know, it, it, it takes me back because I had a drunk uncle that could whistle the Star Spangled Banner. So whistling <laughs> that is impressive. But uh. does, that's probably the most pleasant part of this whole album. Like, if there was just a whole album of R2-D2 just whistling Christmas songs, I would be all about it. Like, I love that part. I thought that was cute. <laughs> My favorite part was, you've made me come. That was great. <laughs> well, Jody B enjoyed that. And uh, he's got the theory that that should be the episode title. I I, I would like to, people to be able to find these episodes uh, after after I uh, put that in. But um, oh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I as I said, I, I watched and talked to a filmmaker about an entire documentary on the Star Wars holiday special. But there's so many questions I have about the making of this. How much time did Anthony Daniels spend in the studio? Was he given input, you know, uh, or was it just read this off the page? I, I feel like he's really trying to make a name for himself here. This is uh, even know what Christmas is. <laughs> like this has all been like Christmas adjacent shit. It's not even actual holiday stuff. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Brandy, I walked into this at the wrong moment. Yeah, Brandy, you kind of did walk in at the wrong moment. Uh if this is if this is the part where we're talking about, I don't know, manual manipulation of droids. <laughs> yeah, that's probably, uh, but I love seeing you in the chat, Brandy. Uh, it's uh, great to see you. Uh, an old friend from uh, the Tomorrow Show days. So uh, I, I do enjoy seeing her in there. Um, but, uh, well, maybe we'll, we'll be able to steer things a little bit more on topic and on target when we go to our, our next track, which is just called Merry Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry, Merry Christmas, have a Christmas with glee. Here's a little toy, any girl or boy certainly would love to see. Merry, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to who? Take a guess, yes, yes. Merry Christmas to you, here is a baseball that throws itself. If you've been good this year, it may appear on your toy shelf. Do we have the data on what to get the Wookiee this year? He already has a comb, you know. Yes, we have finally got him the perfect gift. Yep. Get him another comb. Perfect. So the joke oh, there is oh. that they, yeah, so they have a solution that's not just love and understanding. Here it is, a brush. Oh, you should get him a brush. <laughs> it's probably more useful than a comb. Uh, but yeah, so okay, so baseballs exist in Star Wars now. Uh, we knew that they existed, and in they grow space. themselves. Yeah, well, I mean, so yeah, zany, wacky uh, elf humor is—I uh, don't know—that's definitely a Christmas staple, regardless of uh, you know where you're getting it. But oh, it's uh, a toe tapper. It sounded like it was played in thirty-three speed. If <laughs> they might, yeah, they might have, uh, they might have sped that up a little bit. Uh, Somebody spun their finger on the record during this track. <laughs> so, uh, we talked a little bit about uh, Miko being the producer of this and uh, the singer songwriter who is involved, uh, is Maury Yeston, which does not necessarily sound like a guy who keeps the christ in christmas i don't want to make generalizations but if your name's maury yeston that might explain the uh aspects of uh of christmas time but um 
Maury kind of uh, oversings a little bit in a song called uh, Meaning of Christmas. When we say I can love you My gift to you Is that I do Will you always say With me Well, the kids are back. So, good news for Jimmy Savile. So, I was complaining about how much uh, Anthony Daniels we had earlier, but uh, I was really waiting for him to come back. Uh, I was just like, I mean, I, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> you know, it's like there's definitely been some content that we've played uh, in, in the last hour that uh, doesn't necessarily belong on, on this album, but I mean, this isn't even trying, you know? No, <laughs> now, this is just album filler at this point. Yeah, that's true. They're just trying to get to the, uh, the epic uh, eight minute closer, <laughs> which uh, yeah. we, we, we will definitely uh, get to. Um, but uh they do turn to uh, a Christmas sighting, which I guess is the, I don't know, I guess that's the name of uh, Twas the Night Before Christmas. So there, there is a little bit of setup to that. And okay. uh, I, I think the setup is useful because it really kind of explains what's going on here uh, and what we've been listening to so far. Hurry up, everyone. We have to finish before S. Claus gets here. Why do we have to leave every Christmas before he arrives? Because he doesn't want us to see him. Why not? Maybe he's shy. Maybe he doesn't exist. Okay, so they're talking about a droid named S. Claus. Um, I, you know, I think um, that, you know, maybe the backstory of this was uh, written on the back of a cocktail napkin. Perhaps <laughs> very hastily. For. These are not the drawers. <laughs> Perhaps hastily uh, on the floor of the men's room at Studio Fifty Four. I don't. I don't really know what was going on when when they made this. But uh, we're getting the backstory on S. Claus. One of the droids is putting out the idea that he's not real. Oh, he exists, all right. I have a sighting right here in my memory bank. Of course, you do. You mean you actually saw? Judge for yourself. It happened only last year. Oh. So all right, so this isn't this isn't C3PO's first Christmas, which asks the question, where the fuck was RTD2 last year? Like, shouldn't he have been able to explain all this stuff just one year uh earlier? It's that simple. Yeah. <laughs> but uh well let, let's uh let's hear which I don't know, if, if anything feels like the most appropriate for this album, maybe it is a, a rendition on uh, Twas the Night Before Christmas. Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the shop the toy making droids had each come to a stop. The toys and the gifts had been stacked up with care in the hope that S. Claus would himself soon remember be him. All over the world, children old, children young were asleep as they dreamed of the stockings they'd hung, with a smile on their faces, all snug in their beds, as visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. But needing a wrench that I couldn't find, I went back to the shop, leaving R2 behind. No, R2, you were not there. I saw him all by myself. <laughs> I'm telling the story. No. Well, so 
C3PO's account of Twas the Night Before Christmas is basically the same as uh, you know John Smith's foundation that the uh, Mormon religion was built on. No, no, no. Believe me, I talked to God. I got all this shit from him. <laughs> Not I, I lost it, but let me tell you what uh what what actually happened. And uh, you know, he's uh he's he remembers that this happened. Uh it's it's very clunky, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but uh I I don't know. It, it 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 at least it feels like it's closer to being in the ballpark than some of the other stuff, you know. But uh I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Uh and you know, Casey Cat has a great point. Where the fuck are the Jawas on this album? You know, this is before there were Ewoks, but I mean the Jawas really, you know, could have been elves. I mean I guess they, they basically they basically ran a junkyard so it could be like toys that got thrown away or you know the empire massacred families so here's the toys that were left uh, left the there. land of misfit droids yeah exactly <sighs> yeah there now you that go. is probably the title for the episode Teresa <laughs> thank you I I appreciate that uh so again uh R2D2 uh, needs to be put in his place what do you mean, R2? I was not frightened at all. No, no, I was under the bench because, well, I didn't want to get in the way. See? There they go again. He was under the bench, and uh, I don't know, perhaps the posterior region was presented up in the air. I'm just, you know, think, I'm just uh, spitballing here, just kind of thinking about what might have been happening at that point. How, how is C3PO getting under a bench? I've never seen that fucker <laughs> bend his knees. Uh, I. I wish that uh, that you you had a you know I wish you were too far off on that, but uh, you're you're absolutely right. I'm well, starting to think he hits R two D two. I think this oh. is an abusive situation. Okay, but let me put this on your plate, Teresa. You think R two D two likes it? You think he asks for it? Ooh, consensual. Yeah, yeah it could be. Yeah. It could be Another. one of those that they they fight, and then the makeup sex is like out of this world. Yeah, I mean, look in from a galaxy in, far, far away. In Empire Strikes Back, there's that point where C-3PO is all blown up and uh, he's on Chewbacca's back, but we assume that he was shot, but we don't really know what happened in that moment. You know, did things get a little out of hand with some uh, droid asphyxiation? I don't know. I don't know the answers. <laughs> well, we uh, only have two more clips, uh, which is a real Christmas miracle. It's a Life Day miracle as well. <laughs> um, so uh, we do have to revisit the notion of S-Claws, though. Merry Christmas, everyone. Who are you? Why, I'm S-Claws, of course. Of course Wait, he sounds like that. There is no image match with creepy old Satan. Where is a round little belly that shakes like jelly? Look, he's putting on a red suit. But where's the beard? You know, I think you beard. have to do with Santa Claus. <laughs> I'm his son. There are far too many children in the galaxies for one Claus to handle. So I help him bring toys to all the children. Okay, so who had the idea that they were trying to build a new Christmas special? Was that you, Red? That uh, <laughs> there was the idea That's that me. maybe. The... Okay, that, that was, was you, Red. Yeah, there's the idea that uh, Christmas in the Stars the next year could have been an animated special. It's like, okay, S. Claus is uh, Santa's son, and he goes through the galaxy because I don't know Santa handles Earth. 
All right, you know, look, there's there's worse Christmas specials than that, right? <laughs> is S. Claus a droid? I thought S. Claus was a droid. Well, I I also thought he was a droid. I thought he was a droid as I assembled all these clips. It was only right now that I realized I'm like, oh, okay, I think he's just a guy. Well, it he's sounds like S. Claus is a they them to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, S. Claus can identify however they want, and you know what? There is something about your name just being a letter. That it uh, it does really speak to uh, to the, those lifestyle choices. Yeah, it uh, makes you sound gender fluid for sure. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That, yeah. Exactly. And there's there's so much droid fluid uh, on the floor as we listen to this. Do you really bring toys to all of them? Every single one. But what about Except droids? Jews. Will we get toys? Not exactly. But even though you don't know it, every time you build a toy, you've already been given a gift. So. Listening to this one in particular, yeah. Slave wages, slave wages. (laughs) Just imagine listening to this on a a, on a record that you had from like two Christmases before, and there's all the hisses and pops, and it's like there's no singing to hide it. It's just all this conversation, you know. It's like it's like you know listening to to sticks you're just waiting to get to mr roboto but they're like no we have to do that we have to explain the whole kilroy thing we'll get to it don't worry but keep listening i was just like i don't know just just get to the music right it's i mean as bad as it is at least you can listen to it uh i i don't know but well, well, I mean, it's it star is- wars you have to put skits in it do you do you <laughs> you, you, by the way, Red, that's spoken like somebody who has seen the holiday special, and I know you haven't, but uh, just remember that you were the one who said, yeah, you need to have skits in it. Uh, let's let this part of the track finish up before we get to the what end. What does he mean? I think he means Christmas. But, Mr. Claus, pardon me for asking, but what does Christmas really mean? Could you explain it to us? And believe me, he does. This is the song that I referenced. It's eight minutes. So, uh, yeah. Well, it, hold on a minute. The, the skit thing, like it's Star Wars. You, you, it's a Christmas special. It's a Christmas album, whatever. You have to have Christmassy, Christmas adjacent, as I think Brandon said, skits in it to make it a Christmas thing, Look, right? I mean, Red, it doesn't have to be this complete music all the way through. You have to have Red, some stuff. I mean, it's Star Wars. Red, this argument you're giving is exactly why Kiss made music from The Elder, because uh, they felt like that what was missing from Kiss was uh, a concept album about a boy who was going to save I am all of just us. A boy. <laughs> and that's what I was looking for. I was hoping that uh, that Red would uh, try to hit the notes and just a boy. You know, you know, Christian. Uh, last year, middle of the year, I think uh, I do. We we do hidden track segments after our show, yep. and uh, I do little makeups, like made up segments. You know, I name them weird things every now and then, and. Uh, I had uh, I have this thing where I do worst decisions in music history, and that Kiss album came up, and we went through it, and I get a kick out of that every single time I hear it. It's the greatest thing I've ever heard. It it's amazing just how misguided yeah. uh, it was. It does have a it has a few uh, I don't know really good songs on it. It's got a, a some mm, co writing credit from Lou, from Lou Reed. Yeah. Uh, there's a song called The Oath, and there's a song called I that are like actual rock songs. The rest of it, there's a Gene Simmons song that Cher did a version of, so that should tell you everything you need to know about the <laughs> caliber of the song, uh, a song called The World Without Heroes. But 
I'm I'm gonna seek out your episode on uh, music from the elder because uh, I I am also fascinated by that. You know, bands who have moments that uh, you know just they completely go off the rails. Except <laughs> yeah, we all had a lot to say about it. Like I listened to it prior to the episode, you know, so I had a lot to say about it as well. But as soon as I started playing, Brandon was taken aback by how long the intros <laughs> were and the flutes and shit. Like it was a whole thing. Um, there I, I a lot, just, there's a lot of flutes in that album. You're absolutely right. Man. Yeah. I just, I just heard the other day that, uh, and this is getting off topic for a second, but I just heard the other day that kiss is actually calling it a day now, finally. And Correct. they're they're creating AI avatars or something. And they're doing like a digital holographic mm-hmm. AI tour or something. It's a crazy. Yes. Shit I've ever heard. All, all of just that is correct. already just retire already. Well, yeah, but uh, the idea is we're going to retire but we want you to continue giving us your money. Right. So we've come up with a way to do that. And if anybody has done that, uh, has figured out a way to do that, it is indeed uh, one of my favorite bands as a kid, uh, Kiss. Well, we've reached the end of Christmas in the Stars. We have, uh, I want you guys to hear exactly how the, the little rave off that uh, sends the listeners to uh, wonder if they might be able to get store credit since they already played the album. <laughs> Maybe they'll be able to exchange it. Maybe, well, you know, music from the elder wasn't out at this point, but maybe for Kisses Dynasty, which came out the same year. But uh, this is how it ends. Merry Christmas, everyone. And may the force be with you always. God bless us, everyone. So... They go like nine songs in 40 plus minutes. And in no time had they uh, asked the force to be with us at any point, you know? So uh, I, I think that, uh, I don't know, maybe it's it's from the the viewpoint of uh, so many sequels and spinoffs and tie-ins and things. Uh, by the way, Duchess of New Jersey really appreciated uh, Red hitting the high notes and just a boy. No problem. Uh, yeah, no, no. I Much. practice it in the shower all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, look, I am so glad that uh, I was able to share Christmas in the Stars with, uh, of course, our audience, but also with uh, each of you. Um, what I want to get uh, some of your thoughts, though, as as we continue, you know, as we sort of wind things down, uh, you know, you had an expectation coming in. I'll ask you first, Teresa, what are your thoughts now that you've actually heard snippets of all nine songs on Christmas in the Stars? I think I'm definitely good. (laughs) I don't (laughs) think I need to hear it in its entirety. (laughs) But it's, I think it's fun. I see its novelty factor. But yeah, this is definitely one of those that like you get that Christmas present from like your Aunt Sandy and you're like, oh cool thanks and then it's the record that goes missing and you're like i don't know i know you happened. like star wars so here you <laughs> go <laughs> exactly well you know i referenced earlier that uh i did have the uh, 45 of ewok celebration and uh i did give it to a friend as a birthday present and uh it was not well received and i was just like <laughs> how can you not want to hear this you like star wars don't you so i can see people getting this and just being excited. And I don't know, look, if you're a kid and you're listening to this, maybe it's just as simple as like, 
Well, I get to hear the R2D2 beeps. I don't know about any of this other bullshit about combs and stuff, <laughs> but uh, you know, you get the sounds, you get the the Wookiee sounds, you know, and there was no way to get these in your home in 1979. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd have to wait for the movie to come back out. Uh Red, uh, <clears throat> do you feel like this is a uh, worthy entry in the uh, Christmas album Hall of Fame that it belongs in the Star Wars universe, or uh, is it perhaps a little bit more forgettable than uh, it absolutely wedding? belongs there? I think this is the musical equivalent of getting socks for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> well, Duchess of New Jersey says this album is the equivalent to the pink bunny suit that uh, Ralph. Uh, that, that's on. yeah, that 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 works too. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. works too. Um, Brandon. I'll, the, oh, go snippets, ahead. Go ahead. The, the the snippets that that you that you highlighted was about all I need to hear. I'm glad that I waited this long to hear it, and I don't need to hear it again. I probably you, won't seek out the rest of this. Do you guys want me to share the Google Drive folder that had all these clips in there so that you can download them and and uh, <laughs> regale family members? Uh, you know, Teresa, your son probably is is gonna like Star Wars if he doesn't already. Uh, this is gonna help. I mean, this is only gonna make a, a kid I'm, like Star Wars more. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely gonna add it to the uh, Rolodex of useful information, <laughs> useless information. Right? I what are you gonna say, get, Brandon? I can't wait to get off of here and share this wonderful album with my family. Like this, we're gonna open up our presents Christmas morning, and I'm gonna have this playing in the background, yeah, banger right. after banger after banger, each track. <laughs> Yeah, if you if we were to look in uh, Brandon's Amazon shopping cart right now, it has five CDs of uh, Christmas and the Stars and one vinyl for that one relative who's like, of hey, course, just yeah, 40, 40 minutes of three CPO yeah. gaslighting R two D two. So where does this rank? You know, I mean, I don't want to give away any of uh, the the Christmas conversation we had on Shitty Song of the Week that people will be able to hear on Christmas Day, but. You know, just generally compared to other Christmas albums and other Christmas music, uh, this probably isn't the worst ever, Teresa, or maybe maybe it is. I don't know. This would be fun. Like, say, if you're already a few drinks in, be like, guys, guys, you got to hear this. And then you put it on and basically, yeah, you just kind of riff on it. I that would be fun, but to like actually legit sit down and listen to this, like no, never. Yeah. Like this would be bottom have, of the barrel. Have a cocktail by the fireplace, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You, Four you, eggnogs you, deep. God, God, God. You, I have this internet friend. Guess what he showed me? <laughs> Holy shit! You're never gonna believe this. <laughs> you you flip over after what do you get a Wookiee for Christmas when he already has a comb? You know because it's, if you're listening to the record, uh, Casey Cat kind of echoes what we were saying. This is an album your grandparents would give you because you like Star Wars. And Duchess of New Jersey is gonna play it while the Yule log is burning. That's actually presented on YouTube. It's like a burning Yule log. I don't know, like a lightsaber, like cutting through it slowly. <laughs> Look, I'm just trying to trying to help, you know, Disney on Star Wars now. So I'm surprised that uh, they haven't done something with it. Uh, but what, what do you think, Brandon? I mean, is this uh, is 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 this in the conversation for for worst Christmas albums or is it just like, no, it's bad, but there's so much worse. I think it's in the conversation for one of the most confusing Christmas albums that's out yeah. there. Yeah, like like the the whole idea that it even exists is baffling. But I'm so glad that it does because like I love gems like this. This that that's my fucking bread and butter right there. 
Oh yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, this is the music from the Elder uh, from the Star Wars universe. Yeah, this is you know, this is the uh, how did this get made? You know, how did this happen? <laughs> Someone had to sign off and be like, sure, make a Star Wars Christmas album, and uh, you know. I, I don't know. I guess because it was successful to some extent, they're like, all right, I guess it's not hurting the brand uh, as much as it's helping. Um, I I won't uh, keep you all much longer, but Red, you did bring it up. So I feel like it's a good time to visit with the uh, Kiss avatars uh, just to oh. let everybody who maybe doesn't know see what Kiss has turned into. And this is <laughs> oh, video God. from the end of their final concert where they didn't welcome back any former members. They didn't have any montage videos. Instead, they wanted to show you the next piece of shit that's coming out of uh, kissonline.com. And it is these sort of uh, AI versions that, by the way, don't look great. Uh, and uh, it, looks you know, like a, it, it looks like the new Fortnite update. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gene Simmons says that they're going to spend $200 million and make these look better. But I mean, I don't know. Look, I, I think, uh, you know, one of our most popular episodes in recent memory, I spoke with my friend Rich Kosak, who is uh, for 25, no, I think 30 years now, he's been in a uh, Kiss tribute band called Mr. Speed. And uh, he was there at this show. And it's like, yeah, go see a band like Rich's. Uh, you know, if you want to see Kiss music, go see band, you know, guys who are playing the songs. Half of Kiss isn't even really the the guys from Kiss the last like twenty years, but I don't know. I I don't need if I want to watch like a cartoon, I I'll, I'll just you know stay home and watch a cartoon. Yeah, I need only, to go to an Gene arena. And, it's only Gene and um, Paul Stanley. Paul Stanley, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There have been two other guys for a while, and you know they're both uh, very good musicians. That's not well. The I point. think I think Ace has had a lot to say about this Avatar transition over yep. the, in, in the media over the last few days too. I've seen a couple things about. It. He's yeah, not happy it, about it. Yeah, Ace has said Kiss fans are stupid. My fans are <laughs> smart enough to know that this is shit, basically. Yeah. Right. And uh well, I mean, what's what what are they gonna do? It's not like they're actually gonna play new music with this. It's no, this it's gonna guitar. it's just gonna yeah. be old recycled shows that people have heard before already. Yeah. But Jody B feels like we're being old farts, and uh Jody B is uh embracing the new media of the new kiss but so, it's not uh, even really that new of an idea though because basically if you think about it they're they're ripping tupac was doing road. it in the early two, two they, they did a the tupac, tupac hologram, hologram. yeah, yeah they, that, but even look at gorillas look at metalocalypse like or with uh, death clock like it's already been done it's just that yeah, yeah. gene simmons is about making as much money as humanly possible but i i actually went to see gorillas once uh, at uh, an amphitheater here and it, it, it's all projected on a screen but there was a real band there as well you know it's a guy from blur and i don't even know who else is gorillas but you know and i'm like oh, okay it's kind of cool so this is like you know there was a ronnie james deal hologram for a while and there was a real band, but then Ronnie was a hologram and the, I guess the vocals were recorded. I wasn't that interested in that either, but this is like, there's no musicians. It's just kind of watches. It's almost like laser pink Floyd, but I was getting ready to say, if you want a fucking show like this, go see pink Floyd laser show. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jody's saying, if you want to see them live, see them at their best. I, 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 I mean, then you'd need it. None to of us were alive when they were yeah, at their I best. I saw them in 97. 
on their first farewell tour. So yeah, their first farewell tour. It's now fucking 35 years later. They they did have a very long farewell tour. I saw them in 1990 when they didn't have makeup. That's still the best time I ever saw them. The worst time I ever saw them was the only time I saw the original band. But anyway, we talk about kiss too much on the show. Anyway, we do talk (laughs) a lot about star Wars, but Brandon, if people want more shitty music, if we haven't given them quite enough shitty music tonight, where should they go for more shitty songs every week? I'm so glad you asked that, Christian. If if you want to listen to more of what we do, you can check us out. Shitty Song of the Week. New episodes drop every Monday wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, Show is where you can go to get everything Shitty Song of the Week related, including the uh, links to our social media and our Patreon. Uh, or just go to patreon.com slash SSOTW. Sign up for the shitbox tier i believe it is five dollar shitbox tier that's it it's the musical loot crate yes oh my gosh uh and uh for people to follow you on uh well at least on twitter it's what just shitty song pod is that uh correct yeah it's just 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 shitty song pod yeah and uh red uh, where can people find you uh twitter red s-s-o-t-w and Teresa, the uh, the the easiest uh, username I've ever been able to look up for someone that I've done a show with. Uh, what is what is your handle? Mine is at Assistant Treads, and that's T R E A D S. Rolls treads, right off like the tongue. Treads. Oh, okay. <laughs> Assistant Treads. All right, yeah. but look, uh, you know, we can't all have a last name like Blatt that we turn into the Blatt cast, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, if if you'll humor me, I'll just give uh, some very quick programming notes uh, for our audio audience that is hearing this episode. You will get our next episode will be an audio version of the interview that I referenced earlier that I did for Geekscape, where I spoke with Jeremy Kuhn, who made the documentary A Grave Disturbance in the Force. And that is about the Star Wars holiday special. Uh, so you'll be you'll be getting that in our next episode. But uh, you can find everything Blackcast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. Uh, I want to wish each and every one of you a Merry Christmas, a happy life day since we are talking Star Wars, uh, a happy new year. And uh, of course, to Brandon Red and Teresa, uh, just happy shitty songs every week in 2024. <laughs> Merry uh, shitmas. Merry <laughs> shitmas. <laughs> and and God shit us every one. We will see you next time on the Bladcast. Thank you for listening to the Bladcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Bladcast. That's B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. You can also subscribe to the audio version wherever podcasts are found. I'm Farad Muhammad, and if you want me to voice your podcast intro, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at F-A-R-D-M-U-H-A-M-M-A-D. We will see you next time on the Bladcast. For our live viewers watching right now, Tomorrow night, literally 24 hours and seven minutes from right now, uh, our buddy Will Sterling and I will be uh, giving our basically our instant reaction to Aquaman 2, The Lost Kingdom. I don't have high hopes, I'm going to say. Uh, but uh, the first Aquaman is still the uh, highest grossing DC uh, DC Universe movie. That doesn't count the Batman movies. But I don't know what that is. I, I have no idea what that means. The interesting thing is in that the, means uh, Jason Momoa is hot. And that's the only reason why it <laughs> sold so much money. Put Bobby Lee as Aquaman and see how much money it makes. <laughs>
I mean, I would go I'd see that. Every, I would go see that yeah, every day. It was in the theaters. Yeah, me too. <laughs> actually. Hot dog. The the interesting thing about about Aquaman, though, of course, is you know, in the first one, Amber Heard basically plays his wife. But if you were to see the trailer for Aquaman two, you would think his wife is Nicole Kidman because she's in it so much, and he's like, oh, my family. She plays his mom. But you don't see uh, Amber Heard anywhere in the trailer. She didn't get cut out of the movie. She's just not in the marketing materials. I'm more interested in her ever since I found out she's shit in the bed. You know, I'm like, (laughs) tell me more about Amber Heard, please. But uh, but uh, and then uh, also on uh, the YouTube channel tomorrow at uh, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific will be a conversation that I had with Frank Hannon from the band Tesla, who I actually pressured into promising me that he will record a Christmas song in time for next Christmas. So uh, we'll see. We The clock oh, will be nice. ticking on that. So we'll see. We'll see if it happens. Naughty. No one that I'm talking to, no friends of mine, no one in this universe, be Dabbler, OJ. None of these people are calling your mother. Christian Blatt, I suspect, might be calling your mother, but I don't know. Not 100% from who are these socials. <laughs> I, 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 I suspect. Allegedly. Allegedly. I mean, he did tweet something on Mother's Day. He tweeted something about moms. So I'm assuming that's what he meant, you know, obviously. So, you know, I would start looking into Christian Blatt. Blatt it. I don't know. Nobody knows how to say it. Nobody knows. But anyway, the Blattcast. And who are these socials? Sorry, the Blattcast. Who are these broadcasts? Timothy, it's Tim. Who are these broadcasts? Thank you. What an amazing day. Couldn't possibly be topped until tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern, when Eric Zane and... Christian Blatt are live on this same channel of who are these broadcasts? Broadcasts. Not who are these socials, as Cardiff said. Or broadcasts. No, I said broadcasts. Broadcast. Well, you also broadcasts. said socials, Yes. Who are these broadcasters? Is on this channel every Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern with Christian and Eric. They do a, a fa- fantastic job bringing you all the news on broadcasting from the week and, and broadcasts. a lot of silly things that happen on local news. It's the eye of the tiger, it's the thrill of the night Rising up to the challenge of arrival And the last no survivor chose the... Все, ребята, я сдулся the, Blatt- great Christian, the great Christian Blatt. Yes, go to the Blattcast and subscribe there. Because uh, I'm sure all of you are already subscribed to who are these podcasts. <gasps> Mr. Blattcast is in the chat. Oh my God, it's Christian. It's Christian. The Blattcast, $2. Would Nicholas Gurr seated in the groom side? No. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. The Blattcast. Thank you, Christian, for another $2. Should we assume the groom chose the videographer? Perhaps. We have so many heathens now. I'm reading out all of them. I'm sorry, all y'all. Uh, we got one gifted to Lesser Logic, one to the Blattcast. You son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Got lucky this time, Christian. How do we kick a heathen out? No, I'm just kidding. He's one of the most OG heathens that have ever heathened. This is my friend, Christian. He This... This little fucker does know oh, who I am. Oh, Blattcast? Yeah. Christian, I've already forgotten about you. Christian who? <laughs> this is why you're stupid, Christian. This is why you're dumb. Christian's also a huge Doctor yeah. Who fan. How dare we find masculine men hot? That's crazy. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Christian. Can you please call Christian Blatt after this and explain yeah. to him <laughs> quality control? Yeah, right. Thank you.
We're fighting for our right to live the way we need to, to exist in a festive world for 55 to 57 full days. And the Bladcast showing up, my buddy Christian. Hello, I'm Conrad Bain. What's the matter, Senor Luigi? You look a little nervous. I'm very nervous. No invite. <laughs> Who are you, Christian Bland? We're Christian, you are, you're a talker. About, no, you're like the I worst broadcast ever. Well, this has been the Bladcast. You can find me at Christian DMZ. Jeff Duray not on Twitter. Oh, yeah. I'm getting ready to break into a Slim Jim. Yeah. <laughs> not a good game <laughs> but you haven't heard christian blatt do it oh, that's true i forgot christian blatt did that with us the black cast so thank you christian how is it that wendy is so much so better at this than I, stud joe chad and kevin brennan whoa hacka hackers as pissed off as Vinny is at you yeah you yeah, should yeah. be at christian blatt and eric <laughs> this one came in from uh, my buddy christian blatt the black cast thank you for the 199 christian uh cardiff grab your guitar to play whole lot of rosie Mousies? The Bledcast 199. Who's had more hands up their bum? Chad or Tuki? <laughs> Chad. Thank you, Bledcast. Bledcast. The Bledcast is 100% right. Uh, the Bledcast. The Bledcast. The Bledcast. One of the best podcasts you can ever see. The Bledcast. Whoop de doo. We're watching it. We got no Wi Fi. We can't hear a thing, but we love it. Go watch the Bledcast. Good luck with the whole thing. And, you know, here's to another 500. Get you to a thousand, you know, which is more than 500 last time I said. Totally forgot. I am doing the Bladcast tomorrow. Uh, the Bladcast 499. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. We're closed. <laughs> that was not my fault. Tuki loves you all more than a friend. I love Tuki. Yay! <laughs> hacka, hacka! I'm so excited! Try anything you cancel, bro. <laughs> Mickey is no tin dog. Oh, yeah! That, my silly friend, is the sound of bells. What are bells?